probably the best piece of advice that I would like to have heard earlier and that I would, <laughs> you know, like to pass on is that it's okay to write a bad book. It's okay to write something which you know is trash because that's called your first draft. And so long as you get to the end of it, you can come back and you can take all the stuff that you're unhappy with out. But getting to the end, that's the hard part. Because if you know that it's not very good or you're not quite happy with it, then you, you, you're you just going to give up. Mm. If you can just get through to the end, find, find your ending, because that's the most important bit. And then mm. you can go back and then you can edit it and you can you can write out all the bad bits that you didn't like. Um, but you'll, you'll have done the hard bit, which is finish it. Filmmaker and writer Mike Booth hit a milestone with one million views on his debut novel, Hawk on What of Hat. The story of Hawk is about bounty hunter Kaz Balera. She's going about her business when a major disaster hits her entire solar system. Using her street smarts and quick wit, she assembles a team to aid in her journey. This is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. There's going to be an animated series based on this book being developed by Christopher Yost, who wrote The Mandalorian and Thor Ragnarok. Currently working on his second book, Elderland, I spoke to Mike Booth about Hawk. Hey, Mike, congratulations, man, on the animated series. That's going to be fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, very it's early days, but very exciting. Um, I'm still still getting my head around around it all. It's um, kind of a lot to a lot to take in. Um, sure. I, I've I've done a fair bit of filmmaking in my time, and I, I ever thought if I've made a, a breakthrough, it would be through the filmmaking. And the writing of a book was just something I kind of did more of as a as a hobby, uh, just to see if I could do it. Never thought anything would ha happen with that. So it's a little bit, um, it just seems a little bit backwards, a little bit unexpected, but um, certainly overjoyed. There is more sci-fi talk, so stay tuned. So as far as the animated series, I guess, what's your involvement at all? They obviously have the rights, but are you going to be involved in any, in any form at all? I am quite happy just to, to, to watch, <laughs> watch everything from afar and and just see um, see how the pros do it. I've I've made my fair share of films, all you know, all short films, nothing major. But I know how hard making a film is. Oh, yeah. Making a bad film is really hard. It's like it's a lot of work. It's a lot of hours. Um, the talent involved, the time. It's just. It's a lot of work, and at the end of it, you, there's no guarantee that it's going to be any good, or that people are going to like it. Um, the writing's the easy bit, and kind of I, I, I think I've had the fun part. Christopher's got the challenge now of kind of editing it and and, and making it screen ready, um, you know, trimming all the fat out of it, and other people are going to you know be designing the characters and thinking about how to visualize these characters because i've you know i do give descriptions in the book of what people look like and, and stuff but specific you know if you ask me to sit down and really draw them i'd have to really start thinking about it because you don't want to be too vague about costumes and things you want to you want to be adding all these intricate little details that tell a story in themselves and and this is you know hawk is set in a 
it's not even in our own solar system it's a different solar system so how do you relate foreign you know alien clothes to our own you know how, how similar do they get so yeah. all these things all these things it's just headache after headache so i'm, I'm quite happy just saying you guys <laughs> take the baton and i'll i'll um i'll see what you do well the advantage that you had is that you don't have to worry about a budget when you're writing yes well this this is exactly why i wrote it because um <laughs> i i i learned how to write through making the short films yeah and with when you when you write a film you have to restrain yourself because you know that you at some point you're going to have to make this it's really easy to write the line you know a spaceship blows up you can write that for free um but if you write that in a screenplay that's got dollar signs attached to it and that's got hours attached to it so you just instead you would maybe change that to um you know the protagonist hears a spaceship blow up and and then maybe just close up on their reaction um so you you find creative ways around you know making you, you find creative ways to make your life easier down the line and in in doing that you restrict yourself you don't maybe push yourself quite as far as you would have done if you were writing uninhibited so when i wrote hawk as a novel it was a huge part of it was just letting uh, you know letting myself run as fast as i could as far as i could and just seeing where it would take me um yeah. seeing seeing if i could finish a book was it was a major sort of motivator but um you know it's it's i never would have thought back when i started that i'd find myself here talking to you talking about <laughs> being adapted by Christopher Yost and you know, it's crazy really I I, I got to credit you, you using a female really anti-hero which I which is another I love anti-heroes um but instead of a male hero because that's been done a lot uh yeah. what what led you in that direction to uh to to go you know to to create uh Baz it's a great question because I think this is so this i guess this would tie into a bit of writing advice i have for anyone that's interested in writing is to kind of don't go with your first idea um this applies to to everything in a book or a story you know don't go with the, the first thing that you think of and i think that a lot of writers sort of fall into this default trap of when they create their central character they'll base it on uh someone that's probably their own gender um probably their own ethnicity probably their own age probably you know not not all of course but probably um and i kind of for me part of the joy of writing yes but also watching films and reading books is inhabiting the lives of other people you know that are not at all like me um so i went about writing a character who was absolutely nothing like me at all there, uh, having said that there is actually quite a lot of cass in me <laughs> she's she sort of she does stick up for herself and she's a little bit belligerent and i i'm i don't mind saying that i'm a little bit like that at times um <laughs> so she she's got a little bit of my attitude well she's she's probably me you know times 10 um I, i'm probably not quite as bad as she is because she can be a little bit blunt um I try I try to be a little bit more um personable one of the things I do like 
is kind of getting, you know, doing where a ragtag fleet or a ragtag group of people get together and and essentially, uh, you know, try to try to right the wrongs. You know? So, and and this group, I have to read this. This is really really funny. So, a a stolen federal robot, a child genius, and the trusteeship, her trusteeship, the Callista, creating those characters too. And obviously, there's some opp- opportunity there for comic relief as well. Yeah, I, I, you talk about sort of Worm and and Hick and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's something that, that's part of the pleasure of writing. I think is coming up with um, as many different characters with uh, and and making them as different from each other as possible and making them and trying to make them unique. It's very difficult, you know, in, in writing books and stories to, to create a person or to create a character who is, you know, that people haven't seen before. And it's, it's impossible really, because, you know, we, we're, we're all much the same, however you boil us down. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Worm is probably my favorite character, you know, in that she's a, <laughs> She's an eight-year-old child who's just a genius mechanic. Just, just the—I uh, I can't remember what the genesis of that idea was because I just remember thinking, wouldn't it be? I think I had Cass. You know, she parks her ship up and it needs repairs. And I guess this goes back to what I was saying about inverting what your expectation would be. You think of a yeah. mechanic coming up and you think of this big burly guy and he's got his overalls on and he's got like a space wrench or something like yeah, that. Exactly, and I, yeah, exactly. And I just thought, oh, I can't, let's, let's not do that. What's the opposite of that? And it would be like a little, a little girl with just like dirt, dirty face or something. And I just thought, and that image just really stood out to me. And I thought, well, that's the character I'm going to write. On Wattapad, it amassed a million views. I mean, that's, Anytime you can do something like that where a million people or at least views, that's pretty good. What was it like when you hit that, when you got to that plateau? Look, I, I was happy <laughs> I was happy <laughs> that anyone anyone would read it because yeah. when I wrote it, it was just to see if I could do it. Yeah. Um, just to see if I had a book in me. Um, mm. I'd written a lot of sort of short screenplays. I feel like I did all the the kind of the heavy lifting. I've done all the working out. I kind of wanted to see how much I could bench. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I see if I can do a book. And so I, I really just wanted to see if I could do it. And but as, as sort of I got further through it, I thought it would be a shame if, you know, no one read this, if if or if it was just my friends and family that read it. If if them. Um so I thought there's got to be somewhere that I can put this that people can read it. And I quickly found Wattpad. And I was chuffed when, you know, people started leaving little comments on it, saying that they were enjoying it. And I was like, that's great. You know, instant feedback. You could publish a chapter, you know, on a Friday and you'd have, you know, a whole bunch of comments to read the following day. And it's it was motivating as well, you know, knowing that there are people there that are enjoying what you're doing. And it gives you it gives you people to write for, you know, I'm, I'm wondering... Oh, I wonder if you know Mark three hundred two B whatever is going to enjoy this uh, little twist I've got cooked up. So um, you know, when, as, as, as however many people have read it, I'm, I'm just glad for for every one of them. Sci-fi talk returns in a moment. Do, do you think maybe sometimes the characters talk to you and 
and all of a sudden you're getting to know who they are. I mean, obviously it's a part of you, but yeah. they kind of come to life a little bit for you. Well, I wish, I wish. I mean, that's that's, <laughs> that's what Tarantino says. You know, he'll he'll write and he'll do all the voices and he'll act out his whole script and he's like channeling them. And um, I wish I had that. I don't know. I tried. To, I tried to invoke it, but no. Honestly, I think that's a gift which I haven't been blessed with. So how do you how do you do it? I mean, you just do you kind of mentally have a picture of the character and their personality as you're writing them? I think so. I think it helps to create a strong visual um, of what a character should look like. Um, I think I think if you can form a strong image in your mind of what they look like that helps you then to kind of picture how they're going to interact with each other and it's nice to have a contrast to have a completely different uh group of characters you know who don't necessarily no, no two of them would think the same way it makes it makes in conversation more interesting like more dialogue more interesting because if you've got two characters if you're having a conversation with somebody who agrees with everything that you say it's a very boring conversation so it's much more interesting to have um conflict and contrast between the characters any of the characters surprise you as you were writing this Ooh, any of the characters surprise me i yeah i it's a <laughs> that's a difficult one isn't it because <laughs> how, how can you really be surprised by your own mind i i i try to surprise myself i writing hawk i had no idea what i was going to write whenever i sat down to write if you, know, you got the blank page up and it was kind of a thrill knowing that i can put anything on that page yeah and i like to i like not knowing um you know some people would say it's good to plan it all out you know maybe make a uh, a chart on a whiteboard or something with you know this happens at this point of the story this happens on page you know 50 or whatever and kind of plan it all out and then write it um i i don't think I could do that. I think I'd be bored and I don't think I'd get very far. Mm. Um, but I, I do like to surprise myself. And um, there's another piece of advice from, I think it was Raymond Chandler. He said, uh, if he didn't know what to, if he didn't know what to do, if he found himself sort of uh, a little bit stuck, he'd just have a man run into the room with a gun. <laughs> and, then, and then just, <laughs> and then that would just, make everything more interesting you'd have to think okay this is interesting now what and it kind of wakes you up and yeah. that's great i love that 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 stuck with me because yeah there are times when you think ah this this chapter's dried up a bit and this scene is just a little bit slow just have something it doesn't have to be a man running into the room with a gun it could be um it could be the the walls fall down or it could be i don't know it could be um here this almighty siren or something like that but just something to kind of challenge you to write again and that's a really powerful way of um you know if, if you're sort of going through a period of i don't like to call it writer's block because i don't really believe in it but if you're struggling with writing just uh, surprise yourself have something have something shocking happen which mm -hmm. you didn't plan and and see where it goes because it might lead somewhere really cool now visually besides the the cover uh did you have an idea what these characters looked like in your mind i mean 
Did the well? Actually, that's the first question: is did the cover cover her uh, capture her the way you wanted it to? Yeah, I think so. No, I've, I mean, I made a bunch of covers. I still make them occasionally. There, there are, um, and they're all different. They're all completely different from one another. And I think it's kind of wrong almost to tell an audience or to tell a reader anyway. This is what the character looks like. Um, I, I, I know that I, when I'm reading a book. I like to kind of visualize that myself. And sometimes that sometimes you do come across a piece of artwork in the book and you think, ah, oh, that's not how I pictured them at all. Um, so I, I kind of like, I kind of like the idea that all of the images that are being produced are a little bit different from each other because it allows more imagination in the reader's mind. Are there more stories to be told of in, in yes. with this character? Well, yeah. Besides I, the animation anyway. Yeah, well, it's been a few years now since I finished Hawk. I, I finished that. So I finished the first draft pretty much the end of 2017. And then I did sort of a couple of redrafts since then. Um, but, the, you know, that time in between, I've been writing the book in my head. So I know exactly what the second book is. Because the first book, I had no idea at the beginning what the story was, who all the characters were going to be. I didn't know who a character was until I introduced them. And then I thought, I wonder who this person is. So I had no idea with the first book, um, what was going on. Whereas the second book, I know exactly what's going to happen, which is which is good and bad. It means I'll probably write it quicker. But part of the enjoyment for writing is uh, not knowing what's going to happen. I, I kind of enjoy just writing, uh, experiencing what the reader would be getting, which is just, ah, I wonder how, <laughs> I wonder how she's going to get out of this one. Um, that kind of makes it a bit more interesting and exciting to sit down and stare at that blank page. Do you ever, when you're writing, do the characters kind of overlap a little bit and you kind of have to like, hey, wait a minute, I, they're sounding too much like this or too much like this person, that kind of thing? Yeah, that does. That is something that I kind of notice now and then, you know, may, maybe these characters are sounding too similar. Um I tend to spot that a bit earlier, you know, if uh, earlier on when I introduce a character, I'm thinking this person isn't unique enough. So I'll try to find some angle, some, I don't know, it could be, it could be anything. It could be like a twitch that they've got, or it could be um, that they, I don't know, make a, a really random sound every 30 seconds. I don't know. I try and, I try and think of something to make them stand out as their own individual character. Um, but yeah, dialogue, dialogue is something that you do kind of have to go through it and think if I didn't put, um, you know, Cass said at the end of that sentence, yeah. could that line have been spoken by another character? Um, and it's not something that I do enough, which is to go back and actually say, yeah, that, that could have been said by this character. And that probably means that I should write it differently. Um, but yeah, it, it probably just it needs to be properly uh, edited with <laughs> my books. So when you do write, are, are, do you do a, a set schedule or or just whenever things come to you? When I was writing Hawk, I would try to write a thousand words a day, every day, um, until it was finished. And some days, most days, I did hit that. Some And if I, if I was under, you know, if I only hit say 700 words, I'll try and make it up the next day, you know, do 1300. So I try and kind of balance the scales. Um, that was, that was how I wrote Hawk. And I kind of keeping that momentum going was a big part of finishing it. 
because I kind of liken it to going to the gym. If you you can like if you get into the rhythm of it, and if you're going um, on a fixed schedule, you're going maybe every day or every other day, and if you stick to it, you're, you're good. But as soon as you break the cycle, yeah, then then that's where you know trouble starts to happen. So with Hawk, I was very much like I'm going to do a thousand words a day if I. If I fall short one day, I'll make it up tomorrow. And it, it saw me through to the end. Yeah, that's so important. And that's a great analogy, too, because and that's another thing. When you stop writing or stop going to the gym and start back up again, it's a more yep. difficult road, too. So, I mean, it's exactly getting getting that momentum going again is really difficult because and especially if 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 you're any if you're any distance through the story you're when you're writing a book you you're trying to keep hold of so many loose ends or or you're you're spinning so many plates yes and if you step away <laughs> from that and try to come back to it you know a week later you know you've gone on holiday for two weeks you come back to it you forget oh what was this character what was this subplot thing that I had going? I, I feel like you, you have to kind of keep that in your mind every day. Um, you have to keep, yeah, you just have to keep it present, I think. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't, I don't think I could just dip in and out and try and do, you know, a few hours, you know, on a Monday night and come back to it the next week. I'd, I'd have to just go full, you know, full pelt at it. That's another thing too. Writers will have like a bulletin board and write stuff on it or, or index cards or stuff like that. And yeah. you choose the hard way to keep it all in your head. That's not easy. Um, not, not all of it. No, I did. I did. Um, I'll keep, I'll keep a lot of notes because sometimes, um, sometimes ideas come to you too many ideas. And, yeah. um, Stephen King says that he doesn't write anything down. If he comes up with ideas, he says the good ones will just stick. Um, you shouldn't, you know, so if, if you're writing all your ideas down, it means you're not really holding on to the important ones. Um, but I, I don't know. I can't. Maybe maybe all my ideas are too good. But um, I, I can't. <laughs> I, I just have so much going on that I might think that would be an interesting idea. I don't want to forget that. Yeah. So I'll, I put everything in, you know, like a note on my laptop and just come back to it and... Or it might even be like an idea for the next book. It's like, ah, this is a great idea, but it, it, there's no space for it in this story. But maybe, maybe I'll come back to it later. And it does, it does work because I'll, I'll revisit my notes, and sometimes I'll be surprised at what I find. I was like, that was a pretty good idea I came up with. Well, from all the authors I've talked to throughout the years, uh, one thing I know for sure: there are many paths to take to get to the finished product. There's no one way. And I know people that are very regimented, talk to people that are, are just like, yeah, whatever, you know, and, and they're able to do it and still come right back into it as if no time has passed. But so there really isn't a set way uh, to do it. You just have to find your, I guess, rhythm is really the word for it. And, and then just kind of go with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're quite right. I mean, yeah, there's there's no two ways of uh, you know no no two writers are going to go about writing a book the same way. Um, and you can uh, writing advice is great, but you have to kind of try it out and see if it works for you because um, it's not you, you you have to find your own best method. I think yeah. of getting it done. And I'd say pr probably the best piece of advice 
that I would like to have heard earlier and that I would <laughs> you know like to pass on is that it's okay to write a bad book. It's okay to write something which you know is trash because that's called your first draft. And so long as you get to the end of it, you can come back and you can take all the stuff that you're unhappy with out. But getting to the end, that's the hard part. Because if you know that it's not very good or you're not quite happy with it, then you, you, you're you just going to give up. Mm. If you can just get through to the end, yeah, um, yeah. Find, find your ending because that's the most important bit. And then mm. you can go back and then you can edit it and you can you can write out all the bad bits that you didn't like. Um, but you'll, you'll have done the hard bit, which is finish it. Hey, Mike, thanks. Uh, congratulations again. And great to talk to you about this. Uh, really can't wait to see it. And the best part is your your written uh, book is still there. It's not going anywhere. It's no. not going to vaporize or anything after this. Still, people can still read, no, it. You can read it. You can read it right now. And see you can read it now about. and, and yep. uh, anticipate what, what's coming uh, as yep. far as on your on your telly or or maybe even on the big screen, you never know. But uh, big screen would be nice. But I've big got a big screen. Nice, yeah, I do love the big screen. But um, I've got a big screen TV, so I can do that. Well, yeah, they're all they're all big screens now. Yeah, um, remember Is that big small? I used to sit my you know legs crossed in front of the TV with my face about six inches from it, and that was to make yeah. it bigger. But now you can project it onto my wall. Thanks again. Congratulations. Best of luck. And uh, hey. We got to talk when there's a book two coming out. Absolutely. Thank you, Tony. All right. Thank you. You can read Hawk on Whatapad right now. And you can subscribe to Sci-Fi Talk Plus, free for a lifetime with no catches. Click on the link in the show notes. This is Tony Tolado.